Hello and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, how are you? I am wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic as always. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. Yes, it is lovely, isn't it? Yes, you are fantastic. It's lovely that you and I both get along so swimmingly. Oh my gosh, isn't it? that word popped up. Like when you said it's lovely, I thought swimmingly. ESP or something. Searching for Atlantis with ESP. If you haven't listened to that episode, check it check out. Check it out. Yeah. There you go. Yes. So what is n- new with you? I mean, I know, but would you like to share with the listening and viewing audience? Anything new? Well, I'm working on my Organite, and there's still time to sign up for Mystical Meetups. If you checked out the episode with former guest and friend of mine and fellow hypnotherapist, Carlene, we are together offering a free monthly meeting where we discuss different aspects of hypnotherapy. We talk about some of the more metaphysical, mystical aspects of it. And the first one we're going to talk about, our first meeting is in September on the 15th, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to talk about general hypnotherapy, but I want to bring up some really interesting facts with the history of hypnotherapy, why we use it, how we can use it, different tools we can use to help people. And we're also going to share some personal stories and then save time at the end to answer questions. Cool. How yeah. long is are those things planned to be? Are they like, is there like a certain amount of time allotted for it? Or is it just kind of one of those like, about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We try to fit our information in, um, in the first part and then leave the second part to answer questions for people. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Good deal. And then you also, your website is live as well, right? It's been live, but it's like done, done. Yes. Innerstandingshypnosis.com. Check that out. Yes, please. Schedule a consult. There you go. Yeah. I get free 20 minute consults so you can make sure this is something you want to do. Um, a lot of people think, oh, it sounds great. It's not any work, but it is. And I go over everything. So I just want to make sure I don't want to just take people's money. I want to make sure they're aware of what it entails and the work that you have to do on your end. So. And also answer any questions people may yeah, have. Yeah, anything. Kind of thing, and, right? and make sure energetically we're a good fit. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, yeah, definitely everybody check it out. Yes. And you. Me. Yes. Anything new and exciting? Oh, gosh, no. Nothing nothing to report yet. When there is, I will definitely let people know. But I'm not one of those that, oh, I got something coming. There's something in the works. You just have to wait and see. No, I'm not going to tease anybody. When it's ready, it's ready. That's it. All right. So there you go. Yeah. So there's that. Before we jump in, let's tell people how they can find us. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we get the plugs out of the way? So you mentioned your mystical meetups and and how to find that and all the information that we're going to talk about right now is going to be in the show notes anyway. Yes. All the links and everything. Mm -hmm. So you have your website. I have my website. I have a couple now. I have have a couple. That's true. Innerstandingshypnosis.com if you want to schedule a hypnotherapy appointment. And then my other website is tarotbymonique.com. You can buy Organite there, incense, candles. I'm an ordained minister. You can get a tarot or oracle reading. Yeah. I always forget about the ordained minister part. And it actually works for hypnotherapy because in some states, only um, certain people are allowed to touch clients. 
So unless you're a, like, you have to either be a doctor, a massage therapist or clergy. So there's certain, there's only a few professions where you can physically touch people, but so I'm considered clergy. So if I was doing a hypnotherapy session at somebody like somewhere in a different state and I wanted to like touch their wrist and pick them up to check like their response or touch their shoulder, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. But as I'm clergy, I am allowed which I already was ordained, and I found that out. I'm like, oh, sweet. Just kind of works nicely. It just makes me think that this whole clergy and all that other stuff is just that much more of a work. If you are considered clergy and all you did was mail in some money and get a certificate. I didn't mail in money. Or whatever it was you just you sign up online. You didn't even have to mail a check or anything? No. Or if if or you want stuff, you can buy, like... Wow. So, you, so I could just go and become an ordained minister for nothing? You can. I'm but like, it. yeah, I bought marriage right. certificates. There you go. So Coming soon. But I know. Not really. No. Not really. But I did it because I actually did it like 15 years ago. But then I. All right. Yeah. It, I was like, so, I should probably do it again with, <laughs> with my married name. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. There you go. So ordained minister. Yeah. And then you so have on your. Twitter. Yes. At underscore Monique Giselle underscore. And for my Understandings Hypnosis Twitter, find me at Monique P-C-H-T. There you go. Yeah. Rock and roll. Good stuff. And do you want to plug your social media that you're never on? Nope, because I'm never on it. So there you go. No need. Probably going to deactivate it soon anyway. Good for you. Yeah. Hell with it. Done with all that nonsense. Check out Alex here on fitness.com if you want to. Up to you. All right. And that's how it should be and if you want to. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what, yeah. And then uh, for us, we have a Twitter for the podcast. At Pod, And that's it for social media and our website. HomeWreckerPodcast.com. And of course, if you're watching, listening, whatever you're doing, hit the subscribe, the follow button, whatever it is, just so you can catch our episodes as they come out. And uh, if you don't mind, and you'd be so inclined and so kind, leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. All right. With all of that out of the way, let's get into today's show and what we're going to be talking about. Yes. This should be, if nothing else... Entertaining? Enter- I guess. I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to get some backlash with this episode. I, oh, I, I, I could I could be. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like... Just the little that I know doing research for this whole thing, I feel like the people that the, the one of the main people that we're going to be talking about has got a, a very big fan base, I guess, or a substantial fan base. So we might upset some people. So if we do, it is what it is. <laughs> you should have saved that I, till I'm the not, end. I'm not going to apologize for anything that we say, but what we are going to be talking about is uh, you and I watched a documentary. A quote-unquote documentary. <laughs> yes. 2019 Demon House. Right. Demon House. And it is with... Uh, Zach Bagans from the Ghost Adventurers. There you have it. So... We haven't stumbled across it. And we watched the preview. I was like, oh, yeah, we, we need to watch this. And yeah. then it was like, oh, we need to do a show on this. Yeah. I was just going to say, so Zach Bagans is from the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventurers. Back when the show came out, there was like the ghost hunters. There were all those like ghost hunting type shows Mm -hmm. that kind of were getting big. His was a show that made the cut and they were on the Travel Channel. I used to actually like... I think it's it's still on the Travel Channel. Yeah. It's still going. I think it's on season 22. Good for that. Which is, hey, like I... (laughs) No matter any criticism or anything we say, can't argue with the success. So more power to them. So I used to like Ghost, was it Ghost Hunters? Yes. I used to like that show. It was fun. And I remember when Ghost Adventures came out, I saw a commercial for it. And like the commercials would air and I'm just thinking like, I don't know. I just, there's something about it that really turned me off. So I never watched it. So I have never actually watched any of his stuff. I've heard stories. I remember hearing something about him buying a haunted house, which apparently is the house the documentary is about. But I've, I, I know, <laughs> I was like, I know nothing. So 
Yeah, yeah. Going in blind. Yeah, we went in pretty blind. Never, same here. Never watched the show or anything like that. Knew of the person, had had heard his name before, and, and obviously had seen commercials for the show back when we had cable and all that kind of stuff. But never actually, like you know, never like watched him in action, if you will, on 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 a show or anything like that. So we had no idea. I was gonna say too. So his name he he says his name is Zach Bagans. I always thought it was Zach. Baggins I've because heard, I've heard, heard so many people, people say, say Baggins yeah. and then there was something I think in the documentary where they showed them talking like he's showing um like a news station and they introduce him that like he was on something at like a was it hard copy or one of those kind of shows something but so um they said Zach Baggins so I'm like okay I'm not crazy I did hear people say it like oh, that I, uh, yeah I, so I hear it like that all the time I was like Baggins like did you <laughs> like what so it was, I just thought that was interesting. Like, oh, apparently everyone says his name wrong. Well, it's like I told you, I'm going to believe him in the way he pronounces it is probably the correct way. That would only make sense. I'm sure there are people who are like, um, dude, you're saying your name wrong. Dude, that's not how you say your name. He's probably one. He probably wants to punch uh, everyone who calls him Zach Baggins. Probably. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why don't we, do you want to get into the story yeah. of this and we'll just like kind of pick it apart i guess or? so basically the story about this house is there's so well, well the documentary itself the documentary essentially real quick synopsis then we'll get into the okay. story this zach finds out about uh, a haunted house he i think he saw a story on the news or something like mm-hmm. that or somebody told him about it that saw it on the news he buys the house apparently he just makes a phone call and buys the house over the phone or whatever which you know when you got money you can do that kind of stuff i guess goes to the house and essentially does an investigation or whatever there it's now his house he can do whatever right and yeah that's that's and then he and he makes a movie essentially about it so that's that's what this is in a nutshell yeah so now Thinking if you want to let's so, get into the story Basically, this house, allegedly, um, this woman, LaToya Ammons, rented the home. It was her, her mother, and her three children. And she claims that there was something in the house that was ultimately possessing them, um, influencing them, making them act not like themselves. And so they had said, so she moved in there. The house is in Gary, Indiana. She moved in in 2011. And then from that point on, and a lot of stuff, I guess, really happened more so in 2012, which caused them to believe there was something going on in the home. They said that it first started in the home. There was a lot of black flies, especially by the porch area. And there were so many, they'd start like going in swarms and making shapes no matter how many flies they killed there were just always tons of flies then they started hearing footsteps when nobody was over there also started saying that they weren't acting like themselves the kids weren't acting like themselves they were saying that the kids would make like these evil grins and they'd be very angry they'd act odd oh they'd be levitating and chanting that was creepy. I'm making my evil grin. Oh my gosh, that was creepy. I'm like, why are you doing that? Are you making fun of me? No, I was making an evil grin. Or so, something. yeah, like the kids were levitating and <laughs> chanting and all this weird freaky stuff. So allegedly, the kids weren't, apparently the kids weren't going to school. So child services stepped in to investigate her. And that is when Valerie Washington, a child services investigator, claims that during their investigation, the one of the children was being uncontrollable. They had to take the child to the hospital. And she witnessed the child walking up a wall backwards. And I want to talk about that later. But so basically, Latoya's story came out in 2014. And that is when Zach found out and then bought the house. Moving forward. So Zach basically has his... <laughs> his documentary that he's making once he moves into the home and he shares the story about how he had this strange kind of prophetic dream that when he woke up he got a call from somebody and told him about the house and it comes into play later in the story well what was the dream he got to explain the he dream he had a dream that there was this beast like thing it had like the head of a goat it was 12 feet tall yeah 
had the head of a goat Mm -hmm. and it was chasing him and it pinned him down and breathed black smoke into him. Yes, into him. And then he woke up. (laughs) And then he found the house. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There you go. So um, he buys the house and basically does his thing where he tries to go in the home and get information, interview people. And there are a lot of people in this documentary who had things to do with the house. Ironically, the woman who lived there and her family didn't want to talk to him. And they claimed that was because he, they knew he went in the house, which I question, how do they know he went in the house unless they had a conversation beforehand because they talked to the brother or something remember but no before that they just knocked on the door so basically he's Zach I, th- said, I think a lot of this stuff was the way it was put into the film was out of order well it was the timelines were so confusing for me it, it was it, a lot of it was kind of yeah yeah so basically he says that um latoya he was talking to her and her mother rosa and then all of a sudden they stopped communication she had moved to Indianapolis and he was he wanted to interview her and he found her because she was on the news again regarding where she lived. Her apartment had the building had a mold issue and it made the news and she was on it. And that is how he found her by the news and seeing the apartment building and the story. So he says so allegedly shows up, knocks on the door and they're like, no, no, no there was a guy there and said, they don't want to talk to you. And then it they was said, like her brother or something. Somebody. Yeah. It's just a guy you can't see. And yeah, you were in the house and she's afraid that something's attached to you. They don't want that. But then was it the brother came out later and talked to them? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he found out that they had a movie deal. Yeah. Or something. And, and they're, that's they're, something that came out later. There was a lot yeah. of really weird There's, stuff in okay. here. Yeah. So there's a lot of weird stuff. So move um, on to the next thing. So <laughs> yeah, like, they talked to one of the police lieutenants who was there um, during the investigation when the weird stuff happened with Latoya and her family. They talked to the police chief. They spoke with the priest who did the exorcism on the family. They had a woman who used to live in the house, and they talked to her. Her like, yeah. I don't know if you want me to kind of go into those. Yeah, go go okay. into yeah, go into whatever and, and then I'll just I'll interject when I Yeah. Um some of the things I want to bring up. So Zach when he arrives at the house, there are people there. He said that squatters took up in the home and so he had to ask them to leave. So he knocks on the door and the guy lets him in and he's saying like, Oh yeah, you know, I know about some shit or something like that and then they kinda cut out, they go on to the next thing. And but Later on, it comes back when he's talking about, like, Hollywood wanted the rights to the movie from her. They were going to pay her, and that's why they weren't talking to him. Later on, it came up that the squatters, like, he spoke to them before, and they have, like, footage of him knocking on the door during the day, and there's a woman there. She's like, no, no, nothing's ever happened here. But then he said he paid the guy to leave the house, and that's all of a sudden where the stories came in from them. So it seems like when money comes in, that's when stories start happening. So. Kind of suspect, but okay. Yeah. So another really weird thing was the priest. He's interviewing, and I wrote it down. The priest's name was, thank you, Michael Maginot. The priest shared his experience with everybody, and what you loved about that was the priest did his own reenactments. I... Okay, I don't have anything against re like reenactments or whatever. You know, you film a little reenactment just to you know add some excitement, maybe make the the story flow a little better, put something visually exciting on the screen, something to illustrate the points that are being made. Whatever, that's fine. But when you have the people that were actually involved and not actors doing the recreation, for me, it immediately calls into question everything. The entire story, everything gets for me is it's bullshit. You're, you're now acting out what happened. Like, like it just, it, it to me, that ma- that makes all credit. I don't care if you're a priest, a police officer, whatever. If you're doing your own reenactment in something, uh, no. it's I call BS right off the bat. So it, when I saw that happen, I immediately went, I'm checked out. This is, this is BS. This whole thing is BS. There's a couple of things we'll talk about after that I, I can't explain, but that right there, to me, BS. Fake. All fake. 
But anyway, go ahead. So they had the priest. They had the police chief, Charles Austin, a police lieutenant was there. Oh, a woman allegedly showed up. And this was kind of weird because the way Zach narrated it was like this woman used to live there and she just happened to show up to talk to him. And I thought that was kind of weird. Like, so she just randomly showed up. Yeah. Like she knew you were going to be there and she, what was just staking the place out with her three kids in the back of her car. It was just bizarre. She shows up, she has her three kids and he's telling the story about Latoya and her three kids. And he's like, do you want to come inside the house? Do you want to check it out? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, bringing the kids. And then he stops and he's like, well, a lot of stuff has happened to people who have been in the house and basically like trying to warn them. And she's like, yeah, oh, okay. And so they go in and she goes in the home with her kids. She's exploring and she's like, yeah, nothing ever happened here. And he kind of probes her a little more and she shares like, well, my friend always got a bad feeling. Like she was saying like how her friend didn't like being there. She got a bad feeling. And then um, they go down in the basement. And then in the basement, she's just like, I never liked the basement. I never went in here. And she starts acting kind of weird. Um, she kind of like her knee buckles and she not yells at her kid, but. Yeah, she said, why'd you kick me? Or, yeah, it goes to her kid, like, don't why'd kick you kick me, me or, or something. something. And then they show it on slow motion and the, the kid didn't, wasn't, wasn't touching her. Her knee just buckled. And then she shares or Zach narrates about how she shared with him, she would have bad dreams in the home. And her brother, who was living in the house, slept in a bedroom in the basement, and then he got shot shortly shot, after. Shot and killed. Yeah, shot and killed sure. after yeah. she was having those bad dreams. But she always got a bad feeling from the basement. Later on, what was it, two days later, he gets a frantic call from her, and you can't make out what she's saying, but apparently she called her daughter, started who was at the house, started acting very weird, wasn't acting herself, was angry, yelling, and then her daughter like was flipping out and then stabbed herself. The daughter stabbed herself. And I thought it was kind of weird because Zach's reaction was like, yeah, okay, keep me posted. It just seemed very nonchalant. Yeah, it was very suspect yeah they spoke with the child service worker valerie washington he spoke with her over skype about so talk about that because you said you wanted to talk about that later you'll get to that later about this woman and the kid walking backwards up the wall what were you oh i was gonna save that for my little notes at the end okay yeah, but he speaks with her. Yeah. Um, he also... Via Skype, wasn't it? Yeah, Skype via or Skype. Zoom or whatever. He called in Dr. Barry Taff to come in and check out the house. And do you want to kind of share what you know about him? Because you knew who the guy I, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw Barry Taff and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I, this is somebody who I've heard of before. He takes a very, very scientific, rational approach and tries to rule out any kind of environmental factors i guess you could say and anything that could be going on you know electromagnetic frequencies all that kind of stuff any anything that could possibly mess with the the brain with the psyche with perception he and he's most famous for the the entity case they did a book a movie all that kind of stuff so he's been in the paranormal forever for the longest time and so i saw him and i went okay that right that gave me some credibility uh, but it didn't last very long but Yes, he shows up and they go and they're 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 get doing various they're they're discovering spikes of uh, electromagnetism I believe it was, mm-hmm. uh, and they got all the meters out and everything and and I got to tell you once once I made up my mind when with the reenactments of the priest early on in the in the film I immediately went okay this whole thing is BS now I'm going to look for everything I my my suspension of disbelief was turned off completely. And I was looking at it as, I'm going to pick this apart now. Well, I'm going to pick this apart and I'm going to figure this out. And all I could think of was, and I'm not saying that this is true or not, but this is what my, how my perception of everything was. Every time you see the, the meter, all you're seeing is the front of the meter. And all I was thinking was, I bet you that's a gimmicked meter. I bet you that's not real. I bet you that he's in the back controlling it with his finger or something and moving the needle back and forth. That's all I could think of was... This is bullshit. This is this is completely made up, sensationalized. This is a Hollywood production. Maybe not Hollywood, but it's a, a Zach Baggins, Baggins, however, however you say it. It's a it's his production. This is a film he's making, and everything 
everything about it is complete bullshit. So why don't we just get into that? Because so that's going to be a lot of the story. Yeah. So I want to start off the very beginning of this documentary starts off with a disclaimer I'm going to read to you. Oh, please. The following documentary may not be suitable for all audiences. The film shows real people, places, and events involving alleged demonic possession. Demonologists believe that demons can attach themselves to you through other people, objects, and electronic devices. View at your own risk. So that right there is implying... That you could watch this movie and become demonically possessed. That, that demon that, that's, that's what, there that's what could that's, attach to so you. So when I first saw that, I'm like, come, come on. Like, seriously, this really this is what we're this is this is what we've devolved into when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, I'm sorry if you're a Zach whatever fan, he's he he kills credibility. For me, it's it's like Dude, you see, he sensationalizes everything right out the gate. As somebody with hypnotherapy who has worked with spirit attachments, it's like I, I, I understand spirit attachments. And that warning right there showed me this guy is either a sociopath who just doesn't give a shit or it's bullshit because... And throughout the whole thing with people coming in the house and allegedly people getting hurt after, all this lot, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. If, if this was real, you're allowing a bunch of, like a family and children in to hang Where out and walk could, around the house. Where bad things could happen to them. <laughs> right. And there's, like, like they what? don't show any signs of them protecting themselves. It seems like they're not doing anything. And we even watched, before we recorded, a Ghost Adventures episode. And they never... All they want to do is provoke and get something. Well, we'll we'll, we'll put that into context later. Yeah, but, yes. but there's there's they don't talk about how they protect themselves, how they protect other people. What are they doing to keep themselves safe, and what are they doing to keep the other people involved safe? And there's none of that there, which says either it's because it's bullshit, or you are so irresponsible and you don't give a shit. So either you don't know what you're doing and you shouldn't be doing it, or you just don't care. You would think if this guy was doing legitimate investigations mm -hmm. and actually really cared about getting to the bottom of it or, or whatever it is. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I don't think that that's his MO. And I think he's even said, I think I was looking at his trivia on IMDb under his profile. He says something like, he doesn't investigate ghosts, he communicates with them. That's his But his you still gimmick. need to have protection. I, I'm with you. I'm just saying that I don't think... I, I, we can criticize him all we want. I mean, he's a public figure. Yeah. That's that's what you're open to it. If that's you know, if that's your deal. But I don't think that he is an investigator per se, and I think that that's the angle he approaches all this stuff from. And again, it's it's a sensationalistic approach. It's if if any of this stuff was real, you're right. He's being very irresponsible. But it's like he's but, giving himself a loophole by saying that. Exactly, yeah. And so, it's bullshit, so. Yeah. So basically there is that with that disclaimer. So right then and there, I'm kind of like, really? Yeah. Also want to bring up LaToya Ammons because her story came out in 2014. Well, are, we, are we getting into the all, we're not going to go through the whole movie? Like well, all the I, you opened up that box so Sorry. we can go through okay. stuff. And, I mean, so we might as well talk about it. Yeah, right. um, so her story came out in 2014, but this stuff happened in 2012. Why did it take two years for this story? Like, and I couldn't find anything. I tried looking as to why it took two years because she moved out. Her and her family moved out of this place after, like, they were renting this house. They moved out. They went to Indianapolis. People lived there in between. So, who, so she moved out in 2012. Is that correct? Yeah, that's okay. what I read. There's, I can't find anything as to why all of a sudden in 2014, I thought that was weird. And I wanted to bring up a few things. I have theories that I will share. Yes. Uh, LaToya was being investigated by child services during that time in 2012 because her kids weren't going to school. But what I found out is apparently back in 2009, she was investigated by child services because her kids weren't attending school. Also, she was behind on her rent, according to her landlord. So her landlord, the guy who Zach bought the house from, thought it was just a ruse to try to avoid paying rent. The, the whole 
demonic possession thing was a ruse, Mm -hmm. okay? All right. And also, uh, something else I found was according to the psychologist who worked with LaToya's children, they said that the children were acting deceptively and in accordance with their mother's beliefs. The children also were acting possessed anytime they didn't want to answer questions. Yeah, so, it's, it's pretty easy to, uh, to get around answering a question if you act like you're possessed. It's not crazy. They'll, they'll leave you alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want to bring something up on that? About the kids? Uh, with what? LaToya. Oh, yeah. So I was, when you told me that you'd found this information, I was thinking to myself, okay, we know because in the, in the film itself, uh, Zach says that they, they won't talk to him now because they are talking to Hollywood producers. They want to sell their story rights. So, okay, good for them, capitalism, right, whatever. But I was wondering when the movie The Conjuring came out because that was right around the early you know, the early two thousand, early 2010s, right? And I, ch- I looked it up, it was 2013. And I, I know that right around that time, uh, I, I believe that the show Paranormal Witness on Sci-Fi did a, a, a thing on The Real Conjuring and all that. And they had the Perone family and uh, Andrea Perone was making the rounds on different radio shows, podcasts and all that kind of stuff, talking about The Conjuring, The Real Conjuring and all that stuff. So I thought, I wonder if... You know, she had made up this story to her landlord or whatever and got the police got involved or whatever. And I want I was wondering if maybe that that's why it took so long because she saw, oh, I can cash in now. And so now she starts talking about the story again and starts, you know, putting the feelers out out there. And that that's my theory. I, I don't know for sure. Obviously, that's never been said anywhere. But that was my theory was oh, she probably... They probably just saw that the success of this movie, The Conjuring, and thought, oh, well, we have a story that we can tell that we've been telling, and why not cash in? And what's interesting is... Not a, not a bad idea. No. What's interesting, too, with that is how Zach said he found her. She was on the news, and I was like, okay, this woman's on the news a lot. I mean... And he just happened to be watching the local Indianapolis he, news? But, or somebody sent it to him, but I just thought it was weird. It's like she's on the news, and now she's on the news again. And I think, oh, is she like a crisis actor? <laughs> that It popped in my mind. Stranger it, things have happened. It's just a thought. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to bring uh, uh, point out was the child services worker, Valerie. The woman who said that the child was walking backwards up, yes, the, up a wall. Valerie Washington. And by the way, they do this reenactment, and the mom is holding like the child's hands as it's walking up the wall. And I'm thinking, you can do that. If you hold the kid, they can like walk up. Have you ever done that with your friends? Yeah, like, when I was younger, sure. Yeah, like so there is um, a place in Tingsboro, a roller skating rink, and the walls are all carpeted. And we used to do that. Like we'd hold each other and like our feet would be against the wall and we'd walk up holding on to them. So, I mean, you could make it look like somebody's walking backwards up a wall if you have them by the hands. And that thought popped in my mind. But well, Val- I mean, they are walking backwards up the wall. You're just helping them. Yeah. Now, if that's what happened, it's just according to the reenactment, that's what it looked like. Valerie Washington said that she was traumatized by everything that had happened. She moved out of the state. So she Skyped with Zach to discuss what happened. And the first thing I I point out, I'm like, she's wearing purple. Yeah. Yeah, she's wearing purple. (laughs) Oh, I just realized you are too. (laughs) Oh, everything I'm saying is bullshit too, everybody. There you go. But Um, But I at least tell you. Yeah, but I'm just like. She's wearing purple. But yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. it, it was just like that. I just wanted to point that out. I want to talk a little bit more about Dr. Barry Taff and what happened. So he started acting funny in the basement. And this is kind of the MO. People are in the basement. They seem kind of disoriented and kind of out of it. And they start acting weird. And that happened to him because he said, did you hear that? It sounded like dogs barking. And sometimes, allegedly, according to the story, people will hear something. And that kind of triggers it. So he started acting weird. And then one of the cameramen there, cameraman's name is Adam Aldbrand. And he started feeling weird and he had to lay down. Now, they had cameras placed throughout the house. And they caught on the house camera him laying down and then he gets up and there's one of the other guys who's part of the part of the team there and he's like looking at something 
And Adam kind of is kind of behind him and he did this weird thing like putting his arms up and he like the hands up like sneaking by him. It was really weird because I'm like, is he going to attack the other guy? But he like sneaks by him. This guy doesn't notice somebody like as close as we are, it looks like. We're like half a foot apart. And just goes, they're following him. He goes down back into the basement and then they're looking for him and they find him in the bedroom in the basement. And... Okay, so then Dr. Barry Taff, he's telling story about um, that night he went to the hotel room and uh, he basically fell out of bed and he realized he was bleeding from his ears. And he went to the hospital to go get checked out and they discovered that his organs were failing, like all of his major organs were failing. That same night, Adam, the cameraman, who had to lay down and then was found in the basement he they said he was vomiting blood and he was acting bizarre and they caught it on tape his bizarre behavior and he's like, he's like flipping out he's flipping out he's like, like going yelling, to the elevator he's like yelling at, at the elevator and just doing uh, his yeah it was. and they they're able to sit down with him and talk with him and they're like the guy's like adam's like just shut the camera off. Yeah, so he, they he put makes, it down and hide he makes it. The cut motion with his hand. Yeah. And he's like mm-hmm. telling him, you know, put the camera down. I don't know, whatever. Like, I, I don't want to just shut it off. Shut it off. Whatever. And so, of course, they put the camera down, but they don't shut it off. So they're, they're just filming him from the feet, right? But you hear everything that's going on. And all I was thinking was, okay, if this is real, what a bunch of assholes. And, that, and then they're, they're also putting it in the movie after he asked, shut this off. Like, shut it off, right? So I'm thinking, okay, if this is real, they're dickheads. They, they're, they're, they have no integrity whatsoever. They're, they're not respecting the wishes of somebody who's possibly going through something traumatic if this is real, right? But then I said, well, but this isn't real. That's why they're doing that. Yeah. That's, that was, <laughs> that's, but that's so what I think. But so he's acting weird and he comments about... Um he brings up Zach's stream and Zach's like, I never told anybody about that. And how did he know that? Like narrating. Um, right. And then he's saying like, oh, I feel like cold. Like he felt cold on his hands and all this bizarre stuff is happening. So some of the stuff with that was Dr. Barry Taft, they're interviewing him from the hospital and he <laughs> seemed to have quite a sunny disposition for he somebody very whose organs chipper. were failing. Yeah, yes. he, was, he was all smiles and just happy. Hey, happy what are you going to do? Yeah, you know? um, yeah, my, yeah, my kidneys are failing. My, my lungs are shutting down. Man. But, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, huh? Yeah, it was, it was just like, what? Yeah, it, uh, I was, there was just... Yeah. I'm all about being positive and finding the bright <laughs> side. Like if there's anybody to be like finding the positive, it's me. But I just thought it was kind of peculiar. This guy just seemed a little too like, oh, but we made some interesting discoveries. And it's just like, dude, you're allegedly dying. I, I will say this about Barry. And this is why I didn't lose all respect. There's still some there, a little bit that's left. He did say that when he goes into places like this to investigate and check him out and everything, he said that he never rules out that it still could be something environmental, could just be something that hasn't been thought of or discovered yet that is making people act a certain way. So he's still, when he can't explain it, he's still not ruling out that it's something that he just doesn't know about yet or that hasn't been discovered yet. And I thought that is, that's a great statement to make and and if he really believes that, that's fantastic because you got to be open to those possibilities because, yeah, exactly. It, it could be something that maybe we just we're not aware of measuring yet or, or knowing about how to measure or identify yet that is is causing these hallucinations or these thoughts or wh- whatever, perceptions or whatever. So I thought that that statement he made brought back some of the respect I had. And they did bring up that there was a home inspection and the home inspector found mold in the attic. He, he yes. did find stuff in the yeah. house that could be making people sick. It could cause health issues. Could make people lightheaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, could, yeah, it could, could cause a number of different yeah. things, hallucinations, that kind of thing. And so. even Zach said he was affected by stuff in the house and he was acting really angry and not like himself. He'd get lightheaded. The cameraman, Adam... They, you know, talked about him at the end and they said like, because they, they have to fire him or something. Yeah. Fired like him because he, he was attacking Zach or was violent towards him or something like, like because that. of his behavior, his angry behavior. Something um, like that, yeah. yeah. 
And so they had to fire him. And I'm just thinking again, like if this were real, you like this guy needs help and you're just like, okay, well, we're going to let you go. And again, you're putting people in this position. Yeah. (laughs) But so this guy, like at the very end, he kind of gives updates about people and what's going on with them. And this guy, Adam, he said like, you know, he's taken a dark turn. He never returned to the person he was, his normal self. And they show pictures of him, which are professional photos of him. And he has like makeup on and he has 666 tattooed on his hands and of course I'm like they could be nines but um (laughs) but yeah and he's and he's like those are the the exact spot where he felt that sensation that cold feeling and then I wanted to do some research and yeah the guy is an actor he's a filmmaker director cinematographer and I actually found him in May of 2020 on a podcast and he was talking about his career and why like he pissed a lot why and how he pissed off a lot of people with the films that he made just things like that I thought it was really interesting because again it's like this comes out and like not maybe a year later here you're on a podcast and it just again it takes away that credibility and that believability because it's so easy just to look you up so I just wanted to point that out. What else you got? Um, some of the stuff like where he talked about the wrap-up, he talked about the home inspector got diagnosed with cancer. The priest, he it got injured in a bicycle accident. There was another child service worker who came in after Valerie Washington who allegedly within 30 days of coming into the house, she like broke her wrist, she broke her ankle, she got burned by a motorcycle. I'm thinking, was she in a... Did, like, did she dump a motorcycle and like burned her and like broke her wrist and ankle? I don't know. No, it said that the, they were all different. All things different things. That, okay. Right. And I told you that, okay, well, I barely ever leave my house and uh, I get hurt all the time bumping into walls. I stub my toe. I, I've missed a stair and fallen down the stairs. And, and it's all happened in like 30 day time spans. It happens. Accidents happen. It's not because they visited a haunted house. That was my An allegedly point. haunted house. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, very, very interesting. And then, and then the home inspector that was diagnosed with cancer, like, okay, you're going you're gonna to say that that was because of the house? I mean, they didn't say that, but it's implied yeah. that that's why. And it, it's like, all right, come on. Yeah, they just, this the stuff that they imply. Oh, and then they were interviewing that Mika woman, the woman who allegedly used to live in the house. She came in with her three kids and her daughter acted crazy and then stabbed herself and he's interviewing her and I just remember watching this interview and the woman has like white in the corner of her mouth and I'm just like you think they'd be like oh honey clean yourself up a little bit you got something it's it's real yeah but gotta gotta keep it looking real yeah I guess so it's real this is real it's not fake it's real anyway (laughs) but yeah um we I, left out that they did an exorcism on the daughter. Oh, yeah. They did an exorcism on the woman, Mika, on her daughter. Who it took all of like two minutes and, and the demon was gone. Be was gone, vanished. demon. I was like, oh, no kidding. Every Everything I've ever heard or read about exorcisms, they take a long time. Mm-hmm. Apparently only two minutes if you're... And <laughs> if the, you're, there were like these cops. There. So during like kind of earlier on in the documentary, he gets a call from a neighbor saying there's some people like trying to break into the house. He gets there and there are cops there. So he talks to the cops and these cops are like, oh yeah, no, we're not going to go in the house. And they start bringing up all these stories and why they think it's haunted. And then another cop is like lighting up a cigarette and I'm just like... I, I know this is... With cameras rolling, With cameras too, like, rolling. This is, like, 2000 and, what, 14? Yeah. But I just thought it was really weird. I don't know what Indiana's like. Um, I just thought it was kind of weird. So it's like, were those even real cops? Are they actors? Like, who knows? It, it, it was... There, there was so much in this that was so suspect. But um, overall, I thought it was fun. It was entertaining. It's definitely a. It, I I would give it a recommend as far as a watch. Yeah. But but jeez. Don't go in for, believing it's real. For the love of all it. that is real, that is actually real, don't buy into this nonsense. I mean, I mean, obviously, of course, watch, make it up, make up your mind for yourself. But for me, like I said, I immediately got tuned out when when the priest is doing his own reenactments, and I'm like, okay. 
Come on. I'm like, nobody like, Nobody has salt. Nobody has sage, some Palo Santo, black tourmaline. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, just yeah. a little something. That, yeah, that's the other thing. Now, we said uh, when we first started, we didn't really know much about Zach ba- mm-hmm. uh, Bagans before we watched this, and that's true. So we watched this last night, actually, and then earlier today, we decided, you know, why don't we watch a Ghost Adventures episode? Why don't we actually just watch it and see, is the show like this documentary was? Try to get a better feel for it. And what we did was we selected an episode from the very first season. And what I did was I just went on IMDb and I picked the highest rated one. So it was called, let me Wasn't it like up. Bobby Mackey's? Yeah, it was like Bobby Mackey's music or something uh, and that one was written by Jeff Belanger, who is from New England. He had a um, a show, was it like New England Paranormal? Um, yes. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize he had anything to do with this show. But yeah, he was Bobby one of Mackey's the, Music World yeah. is the name of the episode that yeah. we watched. Jeff Belanger was one of the writers and researchers for this episode. Right. So... Uh, we watched the show and this uh, this just happened to be, I think it was episode, yeah, season one, episode one. It was the very first episode. And so it was, <laughs> it was just so, again, sensationalistic. I mean, that's all. So obviously when, the, when that show came out, it was in, uh, in 2008, October 2008. And this movie was, it came out in 2019, but was filmed in, 2014 and on right mm-hmm. uh, oh and we forgot to mention too that the, the demon house he ended up tearing it down oh, yeah he tore it he down, tore it down. so and he it, saved the stairs he saved the stairs and some the, dirt there was a table some dirt from, from the, the basement. basement yeah and there was like a table with crucifixes on it yeah and he saved that so we watched this the bobby mackey's music world the, the first episode and he's just like all of them i think there was was it a team of three the, yeah the, yeah all of they're they're all they're they're all holding cameras and they're in this house and well it's like they're um, just like kind of taunting the supposed demons that are there and they're oh yeah is this the gateway to hell why don't you come out and show me why don't you why don't you show me why this is the gateway to hell what oh I'm getting scratched in the back and then they like run away yeah and you like, want to scratch me going come on? on come scratch me scratch him on his head yeah. like why don't you he's scratch like him? pointing out like. <laughs> And it's just like, like, come at, he's like, come at me, bro. But then he's like, no, come at him instead. And it was just, just like, it was hysterical. It was like the, I was I'm, like, I'm is like, this a comedy? It, it, it was almost like what, a, like what you would expect if a team of like 12 year olds went into a ghost hunt. Yes, That's the, what it felt like. The way he acts, it was very like juvenile. Like he's yes, 12 yes. Um, with a lot of stuff. Very diva, like a very diva and oh, like very bossy, much. like very bossy. And I'm just like. Don't you run out of that room. Don't you run away. We're not afraid. We're not afraid. The guy's like, dude, speak for yourself. I'm fucking <laughs> petrified. And Zach's like, you get back in there. So, yeah. The, very, very interesting. But we decided we had to watch an episode just to get a little more of a feel for this guy. And and that was all I needed to see. I don't need to watch anymore. I, I, I mean, maybe maybe his style has evolved and he's matured some. I don't know. Again, if you're Zach fan hey good for you enjoy it and again i can't argue with the guy's success the guy's made a lot of money he's still got a show he he does several specials a year he's putting movies out good for him good on him for making a living that's great but if you're passing this stuff off as real and actually hoodwinking people and into thinking that it's real i gotta say it it's not and uh if you're falling for it uh, well, you're falling for it. That's that's really all there is to say. Because this this all of this stuff, all of his stuff that I've seen, which isn't much, but I, I presume it's all the same. It's just all sensationalistic. It's him antag- being antagonistic, excuse me. And it, it just there's, there's no way that this is real. This is a, this is a guy who's figured out a winning formula, and he's capitalizing. And that's all it is. I, if you if you actually think that this guy's doing any kind of real work or making some kind of real progress, and and, and we've <laughs> we've gone to haunted places before. Yeah. We've investigated. We even did an episode on one. But um, we've gone to haunted places, and we feel like you know it's important to be respectful. And hey, that's not his style. Of, you know, regarding anything. Do I think the places he goes to I, are some haunted? Sure. Could be. I don't know everywhere he went to. 
But I think that it's with a lot of stuff. You just sensationalize it because you want to get those ratings. But sometimes stuff just doesn't happen. Yeah. But I mean, and I think that that's just, that's with anything and everybody, once a camera's on them, they, their attitude changes. The, I mean, that's just, that's human nature, I guess. And just the culture we live in, you got a camera on you, you're performing in some way to, to one degree or another. You, you, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's virtually everybody is like that. So this is, this is the way he chooses to be. And like I said, can't argue with the guy's success. He's got a museum in Vegas now, you know, that he charges people to go and see stuff. And he's got, you know, all the TV shows and everything else. Who knows what other kind of streams of income he's got. But he's he's got a, a sweet gig going on. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Did you want to, before we wrap up, did you want to read some reviews of Demon House? Oh, boy. Do I want to? Sure. Let's Let's get back on the old IMDB machine here. And let's check out some of the listener or excuse me some of the reviews that people left on imdb now the demon house movie has a 5.1 out of 10 star rating on imdb and i looked at some of these last night i didn't read through them i just looked at the number and the and the title of of the reviews and you scroll through the first 10 or so and they're mostly all one stars and there's one four star hmm. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and scroll through. There's a number of ten star reviews that has the most amount. Yeah. But then it it sharply falls off after that. Very it's few like one or star. the kind of second. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Here we go with the first one. This is from Terrence Patrick's left on March twenty first, twenty eighteen. One star review. Talk about a director with self esteem issues. Here's a tip. When you're buying fake reviews for your crap documentary, it's not a smart idea to have them all gush praise and reverence for the director over and over and over. Seriously, whatever fake PR firm you use to write these reviews laid it on way too thick. Learn a little subtlety. Wow. So I didn't read any of the review, any of the 10 star reviews. So why don't we go to one of those right now, actually, because that was the first. I'm like, what did the 10 stars say? Yeah, I'm a, Really. And they're all very brief. The first couple I'm looking at, they're very brief. Okay, so uh, let's see. The first one here. 10 out of 10. Real Life Chills and Thrills from Joe Tell Music Blog, April 5th, 2018. Fantastic documentary. Highly recommend. Demon House to any horror fan or paranormal enthusiast. Zach investigates the house his way and absolutely kills it. I've been and continue to be a fan of Ghost Adventures and could not wait to see Demon House. Do not watch Demon House alone. He kills it? Kills it. He was well, like a he, mess throughout the whole documentary. He's like, this film is, this documentary well, is no, cursed. Well, this, no, this, this user review is correct. He did kill it. He killed the house at the end. He <laughs> tore it down. <laughs> this is true. It he, doesn't even stand there anymore. Yeah, that, so, that's geez. true. All right, the next 10-star review. 10 out of 10, Speechless, a must-see by Sandy Dean, 10183, April 5th, 2018. Zach outdid himself. This documentary will get you hooked from the start and keep you at the edge of your seat throughout the whole film. I've never seen a documentary like this before. This isn't Hollywood. This is the real thing. Next one, 10 out of 10, you must watch this. From Mom Hank, April 9th, 2018, excuse me. Wow, I don't know how many times I gasped with fear and excitement while watching this film. Zach Bagans did a great job with this movie slash documentary. Zach is dramatic, but that is why we love him. He's excited about the paranormal, as are his fans. I give Zach major props for tearing this house down. This proves that he is genuinely concerned about the well-being of all who have entered the house and somehow been affected by it, assuring it won't happen again. Watching it again tonight. So I guess you could make that argument that maybe he, even though he's irresponsible letting people into the house, he doesn't want anybody else going in so he tears it down. Or he found out there was so much mold that the house needed to be condemned, so that was the only viable option. There you have it. Possibly. There you have it. Uh, I'm kind of bored with the 10-star reviews. Let's go go back to the one. Let's go to ones. Let's go back to ones. Yeah. Okay. One out of 10 stars. More shills than genuine reviews. From Shadow Facts 73, June 17th, 2018. I liked the sound of this movie. It was rated 6 on IMDb, so I figured I'd check out the reviews. I gave up after wading through a mess of 10 out of 10 reviews, comprising of adjectives a 10-year-old would use. And the clincher 
Nearly all of these reviews are by people who have never reviewed anything else. Listen, when a film company decides to pay a lot of people to make it sound like Citizen Kane on IMDb, then the movie gets a one-star rating from me and two fingers for the pathetic-sounding shills you've employed. Two fingers? Like these? Is that what he means? Not these. Wow. Crazy. I don't know. Interesting. You got to watch to see what we were doing if, hmm. if you want to know. Use your imagination. You can yeah. figure it out. You folks are smart. Another one out of 10. 199% BS. All right. From JPZK4, March 16th, 2018. Unless you are a true paranormal paranormal wow, believer and buy everything you hear, see on TV, this documentary is going to make you laugh. It's so over the top. Of course, nothing extraordinary is caught on tape. Of course. All the freakiest things were done via reenactments. Bagans is more pompous than ever, yelling at everyone, bossing them around. Par for the course if you've seen his history channel show, Ghost Adventures. You truly have to believe or want to believe what you're viewing is real, which I'm sure his fan base will buy hook, line, and sinker. But to the group of us who watched with an open mind, we had quite the laugh at just how over the top this is. It's not a documentary. It's a scripted movie designed to do one thing. Okay, two things. Scare you for entertainment and put even more money into Bagan's bank account. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We'll do one more. Okay. One out of ten. Even the narrator can't be bothered by Joa Vendetta, June 29th, 2018. This is just one episode of those TV shows that go into houses hunting ghosts pretending to be a movie. It's so moronic that I started laughing at it. It's the birdemic of documentaries. It's long, boring stupidity pontified by moments that are so bad you'll laugh out loud. Hey, like we said, it's entertaining. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm sorry. What? I know I said one. this is the last one. Got to end okay. this. Is, this is great. One out of ten from C. Milton, 19733, June 2nd, 2018. I feel stupider after watching this. What a steaming pile of horse crap. I can't believe people are stupid enough to believe this garbage. This moron should be ashamed of himself. Don't waste your time. Watch Sesame Street. It's more believable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, You will have nightmares. It is that bad. <laughs> Some Go these, on and look the reviews for yourself. Some of these headlines. Yeah. Oh, some of these are fantastic. Okay. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So, again, I, with this being our first, uh, I guess, experience watching Zach Bagans, I guess that's his deal. Apparently, this is how he is all the time. So, he's got a market for it. He's got an audience. Good for him. Okay. That's it. Yeah, good yeah. for him. But. Like I said, not my style. Going and knowing it's a movie, it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, if to go in and question if it's real, it's disappointing because of how obvious it's bullshit. Yeah, I, I mean, the the only things I can that I couldn't really explain were, I mean, I guess you could probably explain away a lot of things, but I think just certain things that were said in the movie. There wasn't a lot of context given, so it was kind of like, oh, and then this happened, and this happened, and this person said that this happened. But and I think like, that's done on purpose. Yeah, like they said, oh, some a psychic came to the house and said there were over 200 demons living there, and it's like, okay. Sure, why not? That's what why you have not? writers like Jeff Belanger and, for, to come and, up with and, stuff and, like that you for know, your movie. It's funny, I just realized, it's like they talk about, like, you know, the, the episode we watched um, of Ghost Adventures about, like, at that place there was the portal to hell, and it's like, that's a portal to hell. Everything is a portal to hell when you want it to be because you want people to watch. Yes. Apparently, portal to hell. That's what we should call this episode. Portal, portal to, to hell. hell. There you go. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Yeah, and actually, kind of, kind of funny. Uh, just going back to a call back to one of our earlier episodes about everything being connected and synchronicities mm -hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. There was a, a very funny synchronicity that that happened today. And, mm -hmm. and again, thinking of like everything being connected, what are the odds of this? So we watched the the Zach Bagan show, the that one show, mm -hmm. that one episode, the Mackey's music, whatever it was called. Yeah. And then we're watching, we're rewatching the show Lost, just. For the heck of it, just had we haven't watched it since it ended, however many years ago, and the episode we were watching today just happened to have a part in it. Remember where they went? Is Sawyer Sawyer's Sawyer going to find the guy? Um, going to look for the actual real Sawyer mm -hmm. in Australia, and he goes to his. He gets information. The guy the, is like selling shrimp. It's like a truck. And, and there's what's it a called? There, well, 
there's a sign and it says Mackie's. And I was yeah, like, pretty, Mackie's. Yeah. Mackie's. We just watched a Ghost Adventures about Mackie's music, yes. whatever. So I thought that was just yes. kind of what a what a strange synchronistic coincidence there. Just completely there are random no coincidences. Right. But I, I felt we had to mention it yeah. because what are the odds of that? And you know, and we haven't watched Lost since it's it been ended like in twenty ten. Yeah, so over a decade. Yeah. So I just thought that was very interesting. I wanted to mention it. So that's that. Mm-hmm. But we always, as always, love hearing from you. We love hearing your thoughts. If you have any thoughts about this movie, if you've seen it, or or the Wait, Ghost honey, Adventurers. Documentary. Or, it's a movie. Sorry. It's listed as a documentary, but come on. I think you can, if you, anybody that watches it that has two working brain cells, you'll you'll know <laughs> pretty quickly. Just go on IMDb and read the one-star reviews. You'll get an idea real quick of what this is like. So, yeah, we we definitely love to hear yeah. from you, so please reach out to us on social media, the usual channels, and uh, and let us know what you think. Yeah, Leave a comment on uh, under a video or something like that uh, if you feel uh, that that's a better way. That's great. Mm-hmm. We, we read all those when, when we can see them, I should say. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you have any final closing thoughts about demon house or i hope, zach I hope everyone had fun listening to this episode yeah and if you're a zach bagans fan hey that's cool it's just not, we don't not judge we, we it's just not my deal not my deal at all mm-mm. gotta gotta call it like i see it and i, I call bs on it but that's it but again not I, I can't knock the guy again i know i already said it a million times but i can't knock the guy for his success i mean more power to him that's but it's also when you formula. think about like if you're trying to take care, take advantage of people who are believing stuff, that's not really fair to. But uh, I also feel like people need to think for themselves. So, exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, but can't fault the guy for being successful. Good for him. All right. On that note, until next time, I am, I think, I still am, the Golden Greek. Alex Arion joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. Creepy, demonic smile. Yes. So ridiculous. Very.